0: What makes a leader? What pulls us beyond what we thought was our best and into sustained greatness? Tune in right here with Ron Kitchens to learn how to challenge and change your best so that you can move forward into leading at your highest level.
1: Hey everyone, I'm Shannon Allen. I am here back on the Always Forward Leadership Podcast with Ron Kitchens. Ron, how are you today?
0: I am awesome. That I'm like weirdly awesome. I had to ho- hold it there for a second. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm awesome.
1: How are you weirdly awesome? Uh, I had to think
0: about it. Mm-hmm. it was like, like There's this little, you know, where I'm still, I don't know, we're a week past or two weeks past mm-hmm. daylight savings time, but I'm still... You know, it's starting to get dark outside. Yes. We're recording, and it's just got me thrown off.
1: Yes. Yeah, sunset is like at 445 right before 5 o'clock right now. So that definitely throws me off. Mm -hmm. So I have been checking out some pictures that you posted from this past weekend.
0: (laughs) My (laughs) doubleheader.
1: Yes. Uh, Tell us about those live music events you hit up.
0: So one of our things for this year for Lynn and I was um, we were going to say yes to all live music. Mm Mm-hmm. And so we tend to follow acts that are in Americana, um, red dirt Americana, mm-hmm. which means they're Texas, Oklahoma-based, mm-hmm. mostly kind of, sort of, um, although they're great bands that come from the Dakotas. and But it tends to be a variation of... of you know country and western. Nice. And so Birmingham happens to be an incredible place to mm-hmm. see those bands. They come through a lot. You know, they pick up their tour bus in Nashville and mm-hmm. right? off on their tour and we're in the middle of the tours a lot of times. So, um we saw two great bands. Nice. uh Flatland, uh, calvary and Sweet Tea Trio at two different venues and it was a great night.
1: That is awesome. Yeah, it was a great night. That sounds like and a lot of fun. And I think we're at.
0: 45. What plus? was the goal for this year? Plus, uh, just We were going to say yes okay. to everything. And I know there's at least two more. Um, not Americana. Well, Americana, Wynton Marsalis, mm-hmm. um, but certainly Jazz. Uh, we're going to see Wynton uh, in December. Nice. And we're very excited about that. Um, Lynn's seen him before in New Orleans. I've never seen him. Mm-hmm. So it's something we're excited to do.
1: Well, that sounds like a lot of fun it is it sounds like a great um different way to be out enjoying your weekend other than just you know the normal stuff you know like seeing the live music that that seems incredible
0: yeah it is and we're we're blessed to have access to it so find things that you can say yes to
1: yes absolutely So today, we are going to be talking about tapping into creative leadership. Mm -hmm. So there was something that you said to me, um, well, I guess it's been a little over 40 days ago because it was at our last 440 review. Um, And our 440 review are our... I'm behind. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, we're a little behind. So maybe it was about 50 or 60 days ago. But um, I asked you, what was the number one characteristic that defines great leaders? And you told me creativity. And so I have Mm -hmm. thought about that a lot since then. And I thought that'd be great for us to talk about today. Um, You know, creativity is often seen as kind of this inherited gift that's only reserved for like musicians and artists. But, you know, we know everybody is creative in some way, shape or form. You just kind of have to hone and strengthen that skill. So, you know, how do you define creativity? And what does it mean for someone who maybe doesn't see themselves as art
0: So I think creativity. um, Everybody is born creative. Mm -hmm. Go to a um, you know preschool, and see that every child there is creative and doing things and using their imagination. Mm -hmm. So creativity is the execution of your imagination. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're a city planner, you're imagining a better city. You're imagining a more walkable city. You're imagining a city where there's less poverty Mm -hmm. or the the flowers bloom Mm year-round. Whatever your passion is, that you're imagining that creativity is saying now, based on what I imagine, what are the solutions that I can um, bring forward Mm -hmm. that give me the outcomes that produce what my creativity and my imagination um, can harvest? And I think for most people, they think, well, I'm not Leonardo da Vinci. Well, there was only one of those guys. Right. <laughs> and, you know, okay, you're not that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's like the other night, Lynn and I were sharing, and I'm a terrible to buy um, gifts for. Because the they're very, uh, if I need something, I just buy Right. It. <laughs> and so, you know, I like great cutler- cutlery and um your last name's kitchens Mm -hmm. the you know i love autographed cookbooks Mm -hmm. again when your last name's (laughs) kitchens you know beyond that kind of hard to buy for and i said you know what i'd like i'd like to go to a class on songwriting Mm -hmm. now i don't think i'm going to be a songwriter but i'm fascinated by the group dynamics of songwriting Mm -hmm. and um in why they work and in, in create brilliance of people who are not at all the same. Mm-hmm. And so it's a function of their creativity. But as I read about it, it is very structured. Yes. And very much about you do this part, I do this part. You know, for me, I can't play an instrument, so I'm a words guy. Mm-hmm. I'm a storyteller. But if you make, I can't play it on the piano for you. And so this idea that we can all nurture creativity intentionally. Right. And, uh, and I just find amazing joy in watching and being around people who are nurturing their own creativity.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, really two things about what you just said that stood out to me is one If you can imagine it, all you have to have is the desire and the go get it to create it, and you can be creative. That's right. You know, if you want to make happen what you can see, you know, behind your eyes, then you can be creative. And then also, flexing one muscle can open up creativity in other areas, you know. So, you may not have the intention of being a Grammy award-winning songwriter, but mm-hmm. going to a songwriting class probably lended itself to you being creative in other areas, too. And,
0: and allowing me to appreciate mm-hmm. the art and the hard work and the science of doing that. Yeah. And the, those creative muscles, those creative chops in action. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's, you know, we all have to remember creativity is just the execution of a life well mentioned
1: absolutely absolutely I love that so there is this idea of um, practicing divergent thinking and it was coined by um, psychologist JP Guilford in the 1950s and it basically just means thinking about things in a way that's different from how they appear mm-hmm. so for instance you know a creative person can look at a stapler and also see a paperweight, and also see you know all kinds of things that can be done with a stapler besides just putting papers together. He you know?
0: couldn't. He couldn't look at that in our office because there's not a single staple. That is anywhere true. In the we building. do not staple we do anything. We have staples. We have paper clips. Which lends I, itself to creativity. I, I'm playing with my pocket yeah. right here.
1: Well, if you're stapling something, that means that you think it's done and it's final and it can't be made any better. So, that,
0: and that nobody will ever undo that staple. Right. And they will, and they'll make it less quality. Absolutely. You're intentionally saying, I'm going to make my product less yes. by putting a staple in it.
1: Absolutely. So even that lends itself to creativity. Absolutely. But, you know, being able to see things different from only what they are, only what their original function was, I think requires you to break down some biases in your own mind. So how do you push past that to kind of open your mind up to see things different?
0: Well, I think it isn't just things, mm-hmm. it's processes. Mm-hmm. It's our reactions to um, behaviors that we have been trained or developed a... Um, a muscle memory Mm -hmm. of reaction. Mm -hmm. And it is a terrible example, and I know people are going to send me emails and tell me it's a terrible example. (laughs) But I I mean, I'm going to tell you one of those things in my life was George Floyd. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Nobody in this country is surprised that a police officer was abusive to uh, an African-American man. Mm -hmm. But when you see that, Rage of the collective rage of the nation, I think is bringing forward creative mm-hmm. solutions mm-hmm. to racism to bias to um, to uh, police um, relationships with yes. communities yeah. and I support the police mm-hmm. having been a city manager and you know and led a police department, I know how amazing those men and women are, mm-hmm. but um but that was one of those that the creative solutions that have come out of that mm-hmm. have been, I hope, turning points for the nation. Yeah. And so it isn't just, hey, I saw a paper clip and I could make it into an antenna. Mm-hmm. It's we saw a social ill and we can use that to make the world better. Absolutely. And I think that's the kind of thing that creative And we see it in all kinds of other things. We're Mm -hmm. seeing right now in electric vehicles and this, what is overwhelming sometimes, how fast we're moving towards that next generation Mm -hmm. of electric vehicles. I met with a CEO a couple of weeks ago of a very well known company that is not in the electric vehicle charging business who is going into the nationally, going into the electric vehicle charging mm-hmm. business. And they're buying up real estate all over America on highways and interstates, and they're going to provide that service. And I said, well, were you thinking about this 10 years ago? He said, we weren't thinking about it two years ago. Right, right. So it's creative solutions to problems or opportunities that we didn't know existed before. Right, right. That's what this is about.
1: Well, yeah, and that whole idea that, until you're faced with a problem there's not really a need to be creative you know like like problems create necessity and requirements to be creative mm-hmm. and you know thinking about problem solving I think for people who aren't used to being creative their first response to a problem is to say well how did how was it done before can we somehow find a way that worked before and see if we can copy that or mimic okay. that but creativity requires you to innovate into chart your own path and to come up with new ways to solve problems. And so if somebody's not used to, um, I guess, working that muscle and thinking that way, how can they strengthen that muscle to be creative?
0: I think the first thing we have to do is look internally. Mm-hmm. Dorothy wore those red shoes for a lot of days mm-hmm. before somebody pointed out to her their magic in the shoes. Right. And, but she had those shoes on, and cl- clearly there was magic in the mm-hmm. shoes. We all knew that. But we didn't know what to do with that magic because mm-hmm. the problem has, hadn't reared its head. So we have to look and say, what do I already have mm-hmm. resources, access to that can solve those problems? And then how do we leverage that from there? And so I think that's critical. But I think it's this sharing of a vision for next or better. Mm-hmm. I think we saw that um, you know when COVID first hit, after we got past the oh well, don't worry about taking the plants home. We'll be back to the office right. in two weeks. Right. Once we got past that, we saw amazing, creative things. Um, I just read a, a story about a lady who um, lost her job in, in the restaurant business during COVID, and so she started baking bread on um, on you know podcasts or YouTube or mm-hmm. something. Well. She quickly realized there were lots of people showing how to make bread. Right. So she started charging for it. And now that's her business. Wow. She didn't go back to the restaurant mm-hmm. business. She's now doing YouTube videos that there are fees for on all these different baking techniques. Wow. That she knew that she could share. Mm-hmm. And she had the power. She found a community. She used that community to create a solution mm-hmm. for better bread in the world. Yeah. And so I, I encourage people, and we see it with entrepreneurs all the time. And I get them it's amazing the number of entrepreneurs who walk in with a business plan, and they're like, "I can't show it to you. It's so secret. It's so unique. You've got to <laughs> sign all these non-disclosures." Which, by the way, venture capitalists won't sign non-disclosures because right. they see so many ideas. And uh, and invariably, when I see their idea, I go, "Did you Google that?" Because <laughs> I think there's already twelve of those in the right, world, right? And, you know. But because we didn't ask anybody, mm-hmm. we held things so tight. It's mm-hmm. like a handful of sand. If you hold it tight and you open your hand, you realize there's no sand in mm-hmm. there. If you hold your hand loose and you scoop it, you can hold the sand as long as you want. Yeah, That's what, that's what building community looks and feels like around mm-hmm. creative ideas.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I remember, um, I mean, just here recently as we're recording this a few days ago, um, Carla Soans came in and yep. did the Gallup Strengths training with us. And um, we talked about people who have a lot of execution strength. how we tend, and I'm one of those people, we tend to hold on to something and make it our baby and we work and work and work and work on it and we get to the end of the process and the person, because we haven't shown it to anyone along the way, it's like, well, that wasn't really what we were trying to get to. Or like (laughs) you said, oh, that's already been done, you know, but because we get into a tunnel and we don't collaborate and we're not creative with other people. We run the risk of delivering something that wasn't needed. It's irrelevant. Yeah. And creativity, you know, it seems like it's about meeting people where they are, not just deciding what you think people need, Mm -hmm. but really going where people are and figuring out what they need and then being creative on how Mm -hmm. to supply that to them. Absolutely. Yeah, that's really cool. So, routines that promote creativity so when you ron are feeling like i need to be in a space where i can flow and be really creative what are some routines that you have in place I clean
0: out my closet because mm-hmm. i gotta like for some reason that that doesn't you know <laughs> my sock drawers got to get organized
1: and um all your blue socks all my blue socks yes. you
0: know, <laughs> the uh, but i gotta get the, that just something to get me centered mm-hmm. And then it's about putting on the right environment. Mm-hmm. So that may be music, that may be temperature, that mm-hmm. may be lighting. But knowing that space matters. Yeah. And it isn't general. I don't need a writer's cottage in the right. mountains. Um, you know, I can do it with ear pods mm-hmm. at, at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. But making sure that is. And then having permission to have open space. That yeah. A blank piece of paper there are people who are petrified about a blank piece of paper Mm -hmm. and uh, and I think I shared this with the team Um, you know when I start to write a new book when I'm writing a big project the first thing I do is get a special trash can Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and been a lot of and I've bought um, on auctions or uh, a couple of famous writers trash cans Mm And because I want I know that the writing process is about how many times I can fill that trash can.
1: Absolutely.
0: It is not about clean sheets. Mm-hmm. or for me, I do most of my writing is still by hand, mm-hmm. and or at least roughing it in. And so and you definitely got an author's handwriting.
1: Yeah, I did. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so it, you know, for me, it's about understanding what the process is mm-hmm. and embracing that. And knowing that some days, it's not going to come. Yeah. But that's okay. Yeah. You know, there's a great book, um, and I'm trying to think of the author's name. Shame on me. Um, it's The War of Art. Stephen mm-hmm. Pressfield. Mm-hmm. And if you, are at all, want to be creative, mm-hmm. you've got to read that book. And Absolutely. I read it. I probably read that book seven or eight times. Um, I I have an audio version of it that. When I'm, like, feeling like I'm not getting it, I mm-hmm. throw it on. Uh, it is a great book about understanding the creative process. Yeah, The, yeah, the War of Art, Stephen Pressfield.
1: That's really good. So, And I'm sure you can get that on Amazon. You can, or, just, or wherever
0: yeah. books are sold.
1: Yes, The War of Art, that's awesome. I
0: want to say Amazon Books-A-Million, a yes. good Birmingham company. Yeah. Shout out.
1: And they've got Joe Muggs Coffee there, which is Really good coffee. Is it? Yes. I
0: don't know. I gave up coffee. so I'm (laughs) a tea. tea I'm a hot tea drinker now.
1: That's right. So we talked a little bit about um, creative collaboration just a minute ago, but just to kind of reinforce with people, because I think creatives, um, this is something we talked about. We went to a conference back in August, um, Plywood People Conference, and there was a session that was specifically for creatives, and one of the things that came up is how do Creative people collaborate, and I'm using that term creatives" describing more artsy people, but this is for anyone. How do you collaborate with people and let go of the fear of somebody's going to steal my idea? Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to abuse you know, what I'm putting in front of them. You know Why is it so important to let that go so that we can foster creativity um, in collaborative spaces? Uh,
0: nothing but mushrooms grow in the dark. Mm-hmm. So probably I know somebody's going to text <laughs> Ron, yeah, Ron at ronkitchens.com. Uh, you can email me and tell me I'm wrong, um, you know, or, or go to Twitter or wherever yeah. you want to <laughs> shout at me and tell me I'm wrong. But mushrooms grow in the dark. Mm-hmm. Everything else needs light. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just like songwriting.
1: Yeah.
0: It, you never hear these days. And I'm sure it exists, mm-hmm. but you never hear of great songs being written by an individual, right? They're written by a collective team mm-hmm. of people who are making it better. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got several friends in the venture capital um, business in New York and L.A. and San Francisco, and you know, none of them will invest in sole founders. Yeah. They all want two people because mm-hmm. they want somebody who's the idea technical guy and they want somebody who understands the business execution side and so very few ideas no humans ever been born with one parent Mm -hmm. takes two people right no great ideas uh, great ideas rarely have one yeah um one sole visionary Mm -hmm. parent Mm -hmm. even if you're somebody who becomes famous for being an investor or an an inventor, you find out there's a whole team behind it. Right. It just happens to be the captain of the team.
1: Yeah. So the last organization that I worked at, um, one thing that our leader always did, if you brought him an idea or if you brought him a plan, he always wanted to know who else did you work on this with? You know, he never wanted it to be where you were just doing something by yourself and then bringing that forward as the finished product, you know?
0: Yeah, wants to know, you know, am I the guinea pig? Right. Or have you got somebody else to think this through with? Right.
1: Yeah, I think it makes great sense. Absolutely. So as leaders, you know, what is a great way to foster collaboration and creativity within your organization?
0: I think celebrate what you want to see more Mm -hmm. of. Mm -hmm. So celebrate where you see collaboration. Celebrate where a team does something successful. Not. It's easy to stay in and applaud the, you know, the Grand Slam home run. But unless the team, rest of the team, put you in a position to win, it's meaningless. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You have to celebrate what's been done together. Right. That's, the, that's what makes great work.
1: Yeah, that's really good. So for leaders who want to strengthen that muscle and hone their own creativity within them, what is just a small daily step that they can take?
0: Oh, it's pretty easy. Go read The Art of War. Yeah. Or The War of Art. Sorry. (laughs) Sun Tzu is also a good choice with The War of of Art. But The Art of War by Art? The War of 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 Art Art by Stephen Pressfield. (laughs) Uh, Great book. And it's one of those that you'll, um, once you read it, you'll have, you'll give away a dozen copies of it.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I think that is a great stopping point for today. Do you have any other thoughts that you want to share?
0: So, we're in the holiday season, so I would remind people that um there is tremendous want mm-hmm. in the world, whether it's folks who um you know are going to have a tough winter because of the inflation we've seen um on energy policies and the yeah. rising fuel prices and or it's families that aren't going to have a very good Christmas dinner because gas prices are you know a hundred dollars to yeah. fill up their family vehicle. And so if you have the opportunity, as Mother Teresa would say, you don't have to feed a 1,000, feed one. Yeah. And take care of people. And if you don't have money to do that, know that um, there's a lot of, of broken hearts mm-hmm. in the world. There's a lot of hurt mm-hmm. and, uh, and a well-placed smile and a looking yeah. uh, homeless person in the eye. Yeah. And wishing them a blessing mm-hmm. and, uh, and, you know, maybe a, a pack of uh, socks. Yeah. You know, socks are the number one thing that people ask for in mm-hmm. homeless shelters. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's make this the year that, that no one's feet go cold.
1: Absolutely. That's great. So thank you all for listening. Have a wonderful week. See you next week.
0: Thanks for joining us. If today's conversation has ignited greatness in you, take your next step and visit ronkitchens.com to gain more inspiration and to connect with Ron. You can also tweet Ron at Ron Kitchens. Until next time, keep moving always forward.